Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby-Lubitz with you on the ALT Depot Show. Many things happening on the program. Earlier we talked about uh, trolling for chicks on Facebook and how that is often an assertion, an accusation made by uh, any spousal interest, whether married or not. But uh, the other person in your life uh, usually assumes that you're trolling for chicks on these sort of things. Now, Luby brought it into the modern era here with Instagram and TikTok, which is far more blatant in that regard, is it not? I mean, if you're caught looking at a bunch of naked women on Instagram, Chances are you're trolling for chicks, right? I mean, it's going to be hard to say, woman, what woman? You need Baffert to start making excuses for you. Well, you know what? The groom was sick, and then we put him in the barn there so that the horse would get the best possible chance of running tomorrow. And he peed on the horse's food, and the next thing you know, it's over. a positive test. They all have roids. We started to experience some real bizarre, probably the most impactful of the symptoms yesterday with like an alternating chill and sort of feverish spaced out feeling. Not that it wouldn't have been spaced out. It's hard for me to tell when I'm spaced out because of a fever, because you guys can tell that I'm largely spaced out anyway. But uh, the Mustang has worked this out so that the room downstairs here where I'm broadcasting from, the Causeway Kitchen, is absolutely freezing, Ruby. And I'm starting to think, maybe is she also putting something into the duct system that, I mean, she watches a lot of Lifetime movies, Ruby. (laughs) The last thing you want is the woman in your life to be addicted to Lifetime movies. <laughs> Plus, I mean, her idea of justice is Judge Judy, so I don't know that she uh, really uh, thinks that it's going to be overwhelmingly harmful to her if she takes responsibility for this thing, but I-, I think something is up here. I'll have to get to the bottom of that. The time! Wake up with Defoe, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show. Beautiful Monday, shaping up here in South Florida. Great to be with you. Jeff DeForest, Michael Luby Lubitz with you. 940 wins, 1230 The Zone. Around the world, you can find us on the iHeartRadio app. It's the ALT Defoe Show on Appeal Yourself Off the Mat Monday. Brought to you by Altitude International. Find out more about this great company revolutionizing the way sports are being played and games are being won at altitude-international.com. Later on this hour, coming up in about 10, 15 minutes, Grant Long going to join us, and he'll help us dissect what's going on in the NBA playoffs, and we'll see what his thoughts are about uh, where that whole adventure is going. Milwaukee now in a dead heat with Brooklyn, and you would have to say, wow, this seems impossible after Friday. I mean, we couldn't find enough ways to trash the Milwaukee Bucks, could we? Mike Luby-Lubitz, they could not have appeared to be any more dead in the water than they were after losing Game 2 by 39 points. They, They lost Game 1 in somewhat routine fashion to the Brooklyn Nets, these two games taking place in Brooklyn. 15 points in the first game. 39 points after being down by as many as 49 points in a postseason game. And you would have to say this was Toast. This was uh, Elvis Toast Patterson. This was Jamar Fletcher. Only identifiable by dental records, the Milwaukee Bucks. They were looking at x-rays of the teeth of the Greek, trying to figure out what the hell chance uh, these guys had of showing any signs of life. Now, we know that things can reverse in the NBA. 
a brick fest on Thursday night. The Milwaukee Bucks prevail in that one. Uh, what was the final, like 86-83, something like that? R- ridiculously low-scoring game by NBA standards of the day. And nobody can make a shot. Uh, I think the stat was something along the lines of uh, 14 for 63 from three-point range. Certainly a pleasure to watch. And we had Ian Eagle on a show on Friday, and he had run out of ways to describe and uh, and use uh, synonyms for the word brick. What else can you say, Luby? I mean, boulder, brick. Uh, he needed a mason card just to get into the building to describe the action. It was incredible. But Milwaukee and Brooklyn uh, reverses suddenly with the injury to Kyrie Irving. We don't know the extent of it, but it didn't look great, and it doesn't look very favorable for Kyrie Irving to be out there for game number five. That's going to come up tomorrow night. So Milwaukee and Brooklyn in a pivotal game five. Now 2-2 in that series. Grant Long will talk about that. The Phoenix Suns closed out the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic, the MVP, ejected in that game for a flagrant two. This was one of the dumber moves I've seen, Luby. Did you happen to see the clip of this play? I, I happened on to the game somewhere around midway through the second quarter last night and I watched it the rest of the way because uh, naturally, you know, I, should I let this go finally, this Justice Winslow, Devin Booker thing? How can you let it go when, when the looms is one of the largest mistakes in heat drafting history? I mean, my I only know, contention is 12 other teams passed up on Booker. Um, it doesn't matter. Why didn't we realize it? The guy's from Kentucky, Holy Adolph Rupp. Eh, Who I runs mean, the show here, Mr. Kentucky? I mean, joke, joke, Pat Riley. Joker uh, was Jokic, because I, calling him Joker when we're doing Jokovic talk is confusing. So Jokic was a second-round pick, and you don't go, well, you know, Jokic, all those, cause that's a, and he's right now a better player than Booker. So, like, it happens. Like, guys get drafted later, especially when no that one's heard of That wasn't an easy thing to see. And, Maluba, you have to also take into consideration that if traveling was called in the NBA, did you see this guy in <laughs> Yeah, but Giannis would be the really same thing. This is really baffling. It's one thing Giannis <laughs> comes through there and he takes 11 steps through the paint, uh, but at least he does it quickly. Jokic, I mean, it looks like the, the most slowly unfolding story, does it not? As he starts rumbling to the basket, he really looks like Gronk in sneakers, doesn't he? Nikola Jokic. Now, great accomplishment, and the fact that he's a league MVP, I, I don't know that anybody really wants to get into a dispute about that. You could make a case for other guys, but uh, he, he was brilliant all year long. And he had a double-double going in the first half of that game last night with like 18 points and 10 boards, 10 or 11 boards. So he was on his way to a pretty good game. It wasn't like Denver was out of it. They were still trailing by eight at halftime. And the Phoenix Suns had been dynamite in the third quarter in that series, including Chris Paul, who did not and still has yet to miss a shot in the third quarter. He finished the series without missing a single shot in the third quarter. And it wasn't like he was like one for one. Six for six in the third quarter. Did you see the abuse with this pick and roll? I I don't understand how Denver could not make an adjustment to that and allowed Chris Paul to get to the same spot five times in a row and can the same 16-foot jumper from the elbow uh, just outside the free-throw line. To his credit, he made all the shots, but wow, Chris Paul at 36 years old? Yeah. Shouldn't be destroying you like that. No, no. Not, not play after play, the same exact play over and over and over and over again against a Denver Nugget team that, uh, well, I mean, you'd have to say that severely compromised, right, uh, without Murray in there? And it's a cliche, it's an old adage, whatever, but... Well, it's what we're seeing. The teams that are the healthiest at the end of the season are the teams right now. It's 100% the case. Like, you can't tell me that the Nets wouldn't have blown the Bucks out of the water if they had Irving, let alone Harden. I mean, it wouldn't be a series, but the Bucks are the healthier team. So it looks like they may 
win that series, actually, at this point. When you look at that series, the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets would win that series, and I think they'd win it pretty handily. But they're missing one of the best young players in the game, a guy that scored 50 points twice in the playoffs last year. John Murray was really coming on, and then they added Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. Like, that team would be scary. They would be my favorite out of the West right now, but you're missing Murray, and that's the guy that would really give Paul fits, like, because Paul would have to defend him. Paul can't defend Murray, but without Murray, it's, it's allowed the Suns to have a nice, easy path into the conference finals. If you could book the media's action, exactly. huh? as soon as Charles yeah. Barkley declared Philadelphia in trouble, they dominated Atlanta. <laughs> dominated the next Ever since two. <laughs> that moment after losing the uh, first game. Right? <laughs> dominated. I mean, just uh, been unbelievable. So Philadelphia and Atlanta still going at it. Uh, what are they up? 3-1 Philadelphia now? 2-1. 2-1. Today believe. would be game Is four two one? in Atlanta. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, but that series looks like it's uh, completely reversed. Uh, Phoenix looks real good. Although uh, Denver compromised, as we said, without their biggest star in the ballgame. And then uh, Jokic gets ejected. They actually played a little better, tightened things up after Jokic went out. Uh, Goofy-looking foul, though. I mean, uh, what was that? Luby, have you seen the clip no, of this I, thing? I saw him his comments. Uh, he said supposedly he did it on purpose to try and ignite his team because they were playing lethargic. But I haven't yeah. actually seen the, the foul yet. A lumbering uh, Jean-Jean Pachula-like <laughs> uh, maneuver there. He's not an athlete, but he, like... Joke, joke. He takes a wild <laughs> swat. I mean, uh, at this uh, guy Perry, who uh, I mean, he happened to hit him in the face. I, I don't think that was intentional. That part of it, uh, he, he was taking a wild swat at the ball, which he did get a piece of. But unfortunately, he took off a piece of this guy's nose in the process, and uh, and that was that. I mean, you had to figure it was all over. Chris Paul, sensational mid-range jump shot. How do coaches not look at that and say, "Hey, look how easy this guy's making it." From 15, 16 well, feet away from the basket. Is as much as it's been eradicated from the game from the big man, if you look at a lot of the yeah. great guards, Trey Young, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Durant, who's a big but plays like a guard, they all annihilate the mid-range because everyone's so addicted to the three-pointer that they leave the mid-range wide open. If you can hit that Kawhi Leonard, all actually the great scores nowadays, as much as the three-pointer is the, the thing, the players themselves have said, screw you, I'm taking the mid-range, because you're going to give it to me. I'm more sick than ever that the Heat didn't take Devin Booker as they were screaming, them, <laughs> oh. screaming at them to do. How, how could they let that go? Come on, Pat. I mean, of all the uh, things, and now everybody's going to make mistakes in this category, but the guy went to Kentucky, for God's sake. You think Adolph Rupp is going to welcome Pat Riley when uh, he finally has his judgment day himself after bypassing Devin Booker for the Miami Heat? I mean, it's what I said Rupp. last week. He, he's tried to pay his penance because literally the last two times they've drafted in the first round, they've taken whatever Kentucky player was available there. First with Bam, then with Hero. And neither of those moves uh, was... And uh, neither you know, Brooklyn, exactly. Bad. Yeah. But Booker turned out to be the best of the three of them. Yep. And he was sitting right there. Sitting right there. You're screaming, Justice Winslow, Justice Winslow, Justice Winslow. I scream nobody. Some schmank from Duke. Luby, what was wrong with you? Uh, the ALT, and, and they were listening to you, not us. The ALT Defoe Show, brought to you by Altitude International. Uh, Grant Long going to join us here in just a few minutes. Later on, there's a uh, gentleman going to be with us here on a show that put together the documentary on Jean Morant, which uh, should be very interesting. John Jemmy on Dateline Dolphins, brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill down in the Keys. That's going to happen, so we'll get into some football conversation on the program as well. And I'm working on this with my friend Mike Clancy, uh, I believe... It is a great story. You're going to have uh, Mike Donald on the show on Wednesday. Uh, people around here are familiar with Mike, who uh, resided in Hollywood, Florida for a long time. Uh, his sole uh, win on the PGA Tour was in 1989, the Anheuser-Busch Classic. Anheuser-Busch Classic. 
But uh, and here's the way it went down: he he went to an 18-hole playoff with Hale Irwin at Medina in 1990 at the U.S. Open. If he wins the U.S. Open, he gets a 10-year tour exemption. If he misses it, he only had one tour win. And uh, because he didn't win that uh, U.S. Open, next thing you know, he was scrambling around on some minor league tours for many years after that. Great, great guy. Uh, did very well for himself, uh, according to Mike. Uh, invested well and uh, always was uh, doing, I mean, just the, the right thing. A real noble gentleman. But uh, he missed a 15-footer on the 18th hole of the Monday playoff. Would have given him the victory. And then Irwin won on the 19th hole that they played after going around 18 in the... They play a full round in the playoff in the U.S. Open. If it ends up in a tie, they don't go sudden death right away. But then it goes to sudden death after 18. We saw Rocco mediate in, in that situation also. And uh, he, he loses out uh, to Hale Irwin and loses a big, big uh, opportunity in his career. And, of course, uh, you know, would be among the elite there to be a U.S. Open champion. But hopefully we'll get uh, Mike on the show on Wednesday. We'll talk about the U.S. Open taking place. Tory Pines this year. Does Phil do it on his home course there, Luby? He was born like you were at Landlubbers at Tory Pines. Uh, back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. Was that was that in the kitchen when you were born? Yes. Uh, no, they're more, sanit- they're more sanitized there. It was out in the back in the alley. You know, they wouldn't want me to dirty up the restaurant. Happy birthday to your dad. Was uh, it is. I was going to do yesterday. a whole thing, so you beat me to it when we came back. Oh, yeah. um, but yes, happy birthday, Robert Lubitz, the patriarch of my family. I love you. You are the source of the my passion for sports, as everyone has felt on the show for nearly 11 years. And uh, you are the best. You are the man. Thank you, Dad, for everything. Happy birthday. We all love you so much. Have an amazing day. I'll see you later. Does Novak Djokovic channel his inner Arturo Gotti when he's down two sets? I don't know. He's great in that situation. It's really weird that he gets down like that. You can't beat this guy. Wins the French Open. 19 Grand Slams now. One away from Nadal and Federer. And you would have to think. See, now, if Nadal had gotten a 21 by winning the French, as uh, usually is a matter of routine, uh, Djokovic, of course, knocked him out in the semifinals in a thrilling Manila type of match, then you would think, all right, he, he would have 21, and Joker, 18. Nadal may end up as the all-time winner of the most Grand Slams. But now this changes the dynamic entirely because uh, you know that Joker is likely to win more slams, and the other two guys are not necessarily in that category, Federer and Nadal. Back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. Dave Parker. That 89 season with the Oakland A's. It went on to win the World Series, uh, just uh, absolutely uh, pummeling the competition as you guys beat the Giants uh, 4 nothing. What stands out the most for you, Dave Parker, from that 89 season with the Oakland A's? That was the best club I ever played on. Mm-hmm. There was no team I played for that was better than the Oakland A's. They had everything. That's what I remember most is that we would come out and hit BP, Consego, McGuire, myself, Henderson. And the other pitchers from the opposition would go in because they didn't want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Buenos dias. The cafecito is piping hot. Why not enjoy it with Defo and Luby? It's now time for the Defo Show. Welcome back to the show. Morning once again, everybody. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz with you. 940 wins, 1230 The Zone, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. 3 o'clock today, 940 wins. 
and the iHeart app. You can catch the Greek, the Greek and his partner, Ricardo. They do a tremendous job, 3 to 5 this afternoon. And then at 8.15, the scheduled first pitch tonight for the Marlins and the deal Volkswagen run for 71 continues. We got onto a little more solid turf in the run for 71. After losing 9 out of 10, the Marlins came home. They took 4 out of 6 from Colorado. And the Braves, they lost yesterday to the Atlanta Braves 6-4 to and unfortunately weren't able to complete the sweep of the Atlanta Braves, but nonetheless uh, got onto a little uh, less shaky turf when it comes to the deal Volkswagen run for 71. That wasn't all we were looking for from this Marlins team, though, Luby, although it's kind of unfair to criticize because, once again, uh, they're not in the to-be-determined category because he's already determined who's going to be. Their starter there after the uh, three guys that have been in the rotation that, that have done so well for him, although Paco got touched up a little bit yesterday. Uh, Pablo, rather. Uh, thinking of Paco. <laughs> Paco Lopez. Pablo Paco Lopez. Lopez, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, Paco couldn't have done uh, you know, a whole lot worse. He, he got touched up a little bit. Uh, Pablo Lopez, who has been pitching well for the Marlins all season long. Of course, Trevor Rogers. Is he going to be the rookie of the year, Trevor Rogers, uh, if he persists in doing what he's accomplished so far this year? You would have to think a uh, very good shot. Who else would be in consideration? There has to be some hot shot somewhere in the league that's having a phenomenal season. But Trevor Rogers has been great. He's been actually the most effective pitcher in the rotation. And, of course, Sandy Alcantara, the designated ace, has played that role pretty well for the Marlins. Other than that, though, they've had to slide guys into these other two spots all season long. And it appears uh, Zach Thompson distinguished himself very well in his last start, so that was good. And they, uh, once again, uh, tonight are in that same spot, although uh, Braxton Garrett uh, will get another start for the Marlins tonight. And the Cardinals, to be determined, my friends. Why do I feel like the Marlins uh, never fare well uh, against the St. Louis Cardinals? Do we have any statistical material to back that up? But uh, don't you get a sick feeling? For some reason, right, you picture Yadier Molina hitting a line drive up the middle in the eighth inning to drive home two and beat you, or a series of home runs, or one of their pitchers just shutting us down. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, the Marlins and the Cardinals, 8-15. That means that the uh, pregame show will get underway about 7.45 with Kyle Seeloff, and we'll have the game for you on 9.40 wins and 12.30 the zone. Marlins and the Cardinals as they embark on another road trip tonight. They play all their games away from home? The <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> Who drew up the schedule? They're going to play like their last 81 at home? Or is it on a it road feels like they're going to have a lot of home games in the second half of the season. I sure hope that's beneficial. Their home record is uh, favorable, but uh, wow. I mean, six games. They just played 10 on the road, six at home, and then boom, back out on the road again uh, in a very tough spot there. 
uh, against St. Louis, uh, which I want to say has been a nemesis team for the Marlins over the years. It's the ALT Depot Show brought to you by Altitude International. You can dial us up at 866-801-0940. We'll try to connect with Grant Long. He was scheduled to be with us in this segment, but uh, we'll see if we can dig that up and uh, get Grant with us uh, later on in this hour or sometime during the show. John Congemi later on, Dateline Dolphins. We'll talk some NFL and college football with the great John Congemi, tremendous analyst for ESPN for 21 years. That's brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill in the Keys. Can't wait to get down there. We are slated to do some shows there during the football season, and that is going to be a blast. Maybe even, and uh, this is what we've been told, maybe even with the Jimmer on the scene. How great would that be to analyze Monday uh, football, you know, uh, after uh, the Sunday games and going into the Monday night game with Jimmy Johnson? Sitting down there, uh, tanking down a couple of Heinekens there about 9 in the morning uh, in the Keys. That's going to be great. Uh, Also, uh, we'll get into this documentary about Jean Morant, which uh, Luby says is... uh, uh, considered to be fascinating by virtually everybody that's had a chance to take a look at the previews of it. And uh, we'll get into that in the 8 o'clock hour as well. The Islanders go up one nothing on Tampa Bay. Montreal and Vegas get their series going tonight in the Stanley Cup chase. Milwaukee evens it up with Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving hurt. That was uh, big headline news out of the NBA. Clippers in Utah uh, will engage uh, in battle tonight, right, uh, in game four of that series. Uh, Jokic ejected in the third quarter of the Denver game. The Phoenix Suns sweep Denver Nuggets out of the playoffs. Uh, they win that one in four straight with Devin Booker looking great. Chris Paul, wow. But would you have said that Chris Paul was like a shot fighter a couple of years ago? Because uh, he keeps coming back to that, saying that this is part of his motivation. Everybody uh, yes, what do you mean? The Heat had We don't know how real it was. Remember, the Heat were looking at... Remember two, the, the offseason after they got Butler? It was Chris Paul... And Russell Westbrook were, the, were two of the guys that were heavily rumored to be coming to the Heat. And no one wanted either because both had massive contracts. And it seemed like their best days were behind them. Of course, Westbrook helped the massive resurgence for the Wizards. And Chris Paul, for the last year with the Thunder, by himself, without an all-star, got them into the sixth seed in the West and competitive in the playoffs. And this year was the difference for the Suns to make them a top two seed all year long. And it looks like they're going to be in the conference finals. Or they are. They're in the conference finals, and they have as good a shot as anyone to be in the NBA final. What do you think of this guy, Compazzo, from Denver? Did you watch him at all? Compazzo? He doesn't even look like an NBA player. Is he the little guy? Like, you mean the little Italian? Yeah, yeah. Little guy, number seven. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. I have flashbacks of Berea. That's the only reason I think he can make it is Berea almost single-handedly won an NBA finals against LeBron and Chris Bosh. So if he could do that, then... Anyone can do anything. He doesn't go down the middle. He's not getting the Red Sea defense uh, like uh, Ah, Berea did (laughs) in that series. I don't know what they were thinking uh, when they decided to just leave the middle open. It was very much like Tim Tebow and the Sperano. Exactly. (laughs) Sperano. Where where Tebow was was two feet out of the league. Both feet. That was it. He was never going to play again. And then Sperano says, yeah, no, let him run the middle. Give him the middle. (laughs) Never use that. Put all of their defenders like outside the out-of-bounds marker sidelines uh, my god they may as well have just been holding up one of those sound dishes so they can get the <laughs> sound from the field yeah hello move down by the goal line that's where the action is all right we're coming back with more in a moment at deal volkswagen the forest files uh, you couldn't help but ask the question uh, if the joker which uh, novak Djokovic, if he exceeds the number of grand slams won by both federer and nadal and is one of three men to uh, win each of the slam events twice Joining Rod Laver and Roy Emerson, 
does he become the greatest of all time? Because he's always been the third consideration among the big three, has he not? It's always been Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, kind of in that order, under the greatest of all time banner, as people always try to decide that. Now, you can't throw out the rocket, Rod Labor, but nonetheless, if Joker has the greatest accomplishment in terms of number of Grand Slams won and has won each of them at least twice, does he not become the greatest of all time, even eclipsing... I mean, Federer was the greatest to watch, the smoothest player of all time, and certainly very accomplished. But how do you discount the Joker and these comeback victories? Well, that's the, the thing. Is what, the, the one cool thing is, because remember when we do the greatest ever? You can yeah. never cross eras, right? Like Sampras, who, Federer, I was doing with Sampras. A lot of people just discount Rod Laver, who a lot of people thought is the best ever. Bjorn Borg, at his best, he didn't play a long career, but at his best, was great. What's cool about these guys is, is a lot like Bjorn Borg and McEnroe, they went head-to-head. So when yeah. you want to say, well, Federer's better, well, he was in very close to the same era. He got a head start on Djokovic, but they all three played their primes together. So that's why the, the title argument could work because they all played their primes together head-to-head. So whoever won more, you would think, would be the best ever. It's an interesting argument. There's nothing cheap about what Djokovic has accomplished. Oh, no. That is absolutely an empirical truth. All right, coming back with more. Deal Volkswagen, the Forest Files on tap. The great people to deal Volkswagens. Uh, deal Volkswagen, uh, buy a house, take it to the house, man. Uh, those are great. They, they have uh, all kinds of uh, electric vehicles now. I mean, it's just amazing what they've done in the Volkswagen line. Best place to get one, Deal Volkswagen, 3601 Bird Road, Heart of the Gables. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz on Appeal Yourself Off the Mat Monday here at 940 Winds, 1230 The Zone, and Around the World on the iHeart Radio app. Back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 733. Mustang in the car, and she's right. the ultimate backseat driver. She was backseat driving the plane yesterday on the way. <laughs> Put your wheels down! Put your wheels down! Oh, my Man, God. We're, we're, like, hovering over the Atlantic there. Wait, we must be in some kind of holding pattern. It's like it's 1 in the morning. What are you talking about? Who's holding anything here except, like, their time card ready to punch out at the airport? <laughs> Oh, the Mustang knocking on the cabin door and telling the guy he doesn't know what he's doing. I can see oh, that. Oh, pounding on the door like, you know, uh, like she was Omar Sharif in some, you know, terrorist movie. You're like, uh, okay, leave the guy alone. Defoe featuring Luby. Welcome back to The Defoe Show. This Joker is holding all the cards. That story in a moment. Hi, Jeff DeForest here for the great people at Deal Volkswagen. Riddle me this. What's smaller than a Tiguan and starts with a T? It's the brand new 2022 Volkswagen Taos. Introducing the newest VW SUV that proves the best things come in small packages. And there's a huge selection of these new babies at Deal Volkswagen right now, where Anna makes buying or leasing a VW so easy. From bold styling to a turbocharged engine to the VW digital cockpit, the Taos truly checks all the boxes. It delivers on what you're looking for and then some. Available features include driver assistance, app connect, IQ drive, rear view camera, touch screen, nav and 10 color ambient lighting, just to name a few. Start your summer in a brand new 2022 Volkswagen Taos from Deal. They offer outstanding prices, selection and service. And Anna and the gang will take care of you and no hassles whatsoever. Visit Deal today at the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, or call 305-448-DEEL. Or visit DealVolkswagen.com. And you'll be like thousands of happy customers like me and the Mustang that say it's all about the D-E-E-L. 
Down two sets to Stefanos Tsitsipas in the final of the French Open yesterday, it appeared Novak Djokovic was finally about to catch a bad bounce. His epic Friday four-set win over Rafael Nadal, the king of the red clay, appeared to have taken too much out of the Joker, and he looked listless by comparison in losing the second set on Sunday. He appeared more likely to be carried out of Roland Garris on a stretcher than on someone's shoulders in triumph. But if we have learned anything about this player, who was once considered too aloof and lacking in focus to eventually be among the world's elite, it's that he can never be counted out. As he did earlier in the tournament against a young Italian fireball, Djokovic shook off the two-set deficit and began to grind away at the much greener Tsitsi pass, converting an early third-set break and then gathering himself enough momentum to rally all the way back into the winner's circle. It was his 19th Grand Slam victory and second at the French, a surface that is so favorable to Nadal, his victory Friday marked only the third match loss in 108 outings for the dazzling Spaniard Southpaw. And, as he did in the final, Joker had to dig himself out of what looked like a very large hole to turn the red clay into pay dirt. The win puts Djokovic in some very elite company. He now trails Nadal and Roger Federer by only one in all-time Grand Slam events won. He is younger than both and also appears to have lost none of his edge on any of the three surfaces the slams are contested on. He also became one of just three players all time to have won each of the slam events more than once, joining Roy Emerson and Rod Laver in that rarefied category. He will be favored to win each of the next two 2021 slams with Wimbledon around the corner and the U.S. Open happening in the fall. And his grip on being the world's number one player only tightened with a series of thrilling victories at Roland Garros. And while he usually was given third consideration among the all-time greats he has competed with throughout his career, it does seem, especially after this, that when all is finally done, he will be unquestionably the greatest of all time. Jeff DeForest for the DeForest Files. All right, welcome back to the show. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you. 940 wins, 1230 The Zone, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Later on, we'll dive into this Jean Morant documentary and also Dateline Dolphins with John Kajemi. A look around whatever's happening in the National Football League and, of course, college football with the pending expansion to 12 teams, which does appear to be a certainty. Mike Luby Lubitz, I know you're not a, a big fan of that. We know the motivation there is the almighty dollar. Don't let anybody fool you. This is not to provide teams that are deserving an opportunity to be in the college football playoff. And it does seem a little excessive to go to 12 teams. I know people were saying that eight might be the magic number. Four seemed a little bit limited. Somebody was going to get jobbed. The 13th team in the rankings is going to have the same complaint that uh, the number nine team does if they went to eight as uh, part of the format for the college football championship. Uh, what is your thought, Mike Luby Lubitz, about the impending and uh, intended expansion to possibly 12 teams, which is very much under consideration for the college football playoff system? Well, it's funny because the professor and I have talked about this for years, and he never wanted the playoffs because he thought it would ruin the regular season. And I 
I want a strong regular season, but at the end, you're like, uh, you know, you feel like one team got jobbed every freaking year. And that's what is, there were lots of years where you felt like, uh, I feel like this team should have played in that championship game. So I always wanted the playoffs, but I wanted four to eight. And when we saw four, it still felt like you could have worked a team or two in there just to see. So eight to me was the sweet spot. But like the professor always told me, and like we've seen and I've learned from you in sports, they never do just enough. They always have to get greedy, and they realize, oh, shoot, the playoffs have been such a moneymaker. Let's go buck wild, and let's go for 12. And, and that's my problem is that extra four teams to me is ridiculous. Like, I think they're going to find a way to get, like, eight to ten SEC teams in, which is ludicrous. I mean, the thing uh, that always bothered me about college football was the uh, cupcake syndrome. Yes. Where teams had to go undefeated, or if they had more than one loss, they were unlikely to get any consideration for a chance at the championship. And so you had the clubbing of seals syndrome, where there were so many cupcakes in the out-of-conference schedule that it became a joke to have these powerhouse teams being assembled like Alabama. And I don't know that they're as guilty of it as some. Oh, yeah, they have their cupcake games. What are you talking about? You know, where they're playing teams with hyphens and, uh, you know, geographical qualifiers, and you're thinking, uh, oh, really? North North Dakota, Tech's, Tech's, uh, Tech uh, is their opponent this week. Uh, you know, it, it always bothered me, that the whole idea, because you thought it was about competition. Uh, the college football playoff system with the voting may have cleaned up a little bit of that, right? It became punitive to have too many cupcakes on your schedule. And uh, yet, uh, you know, you always had, uh, what, what are we going to have, like, 11 SEC teams? Exactly. How many teams that's, all total in the SEC? That's the going to be in the playoff system here. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee was 2-7 this year. I mean, they really had a subpar season. But they are going to be in the college football like playoff, pe- and uh, we'll see if they can make amends. Like, people are like, okay, this is this will now give the smaller, the Coastal Carolinas and the BYUs and the UCF a chance to get in. No, it won't. What happened is the three-loss Auburn or the two-loss A&M will get in over the undefeated Coastal Carolina. Like, that's the problem. Whenever they open it up, it makes you feel like, okay, it's going to be like the tournament where VCU gets a shot and where, you know, uh, the uh, Larry, the fighting Larinagas get a shot. You know, like, no, that's not what happens with college football. What college football is, the big boys always find a way to trump the little boys regardless of whatever the postseason setup is. All right, and it does look like, uh, I mean, all, all of the momentum in terms of the talk seems to be in favor of uh, that being approved. Uh, and uh, much more likely to happen than not to happen. The 12-team playoff format for college football. We'll talk about that some with John Jimmy Dateline Dolphins yes, later sir. on in the 9 o'clock hour here. Appeal yourself off the mat Monday. That's brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. Can't wait to get down there to the Big Chill during the football season and do a couple of Monday shows from there. That's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. And, of course, sitting with John. John, uh, very, very... I mean, well-versed in all things uh, on the pro and college football level. 21 years with ESPN, does a great job, and was here, uh, what, uh, leading the charge for St. Thomas for many years under the great George Smith. Uh, certainly a tremendous football resume. Well, that's what's weird, because like, if you look at him, he looks younger than me. But yes. somehow, like we both were like, oh, yeah, he's been with ESPN for like a decade. And he's like, yeah, 21 years. I'm like, was he doing it at, at St. Thomas? Like, when did he start ESPN? <laughs> like, when he was in high school? Because <laughs> like, he doesn't look like a guy that's been anywhere for 21 years. Well preserved, that man, uh, John Kajemi. Stays in shape. That, that's what it's all about. Yes, but he's never getting out of shape. Right? Not one of those guys you look at and say, hey, John, looks like you put on a few. <laughs> never been away. 
course, uh, he's uh, Danny's uh, right-hand man, uh, Dan Marino, uh, run a mate, and they have the Pittsburgh ties together and been close friends. So uh, always great stuff. And uh, a big, big fan of uh, John Conchemi's is the great Jimmy Johnson. So yes. uh, we're, we're hoping that works. I, I don't want to promise anything that doesn't happen on the show here. But <laughs> You're getting me excited, so. You got excited about it, right? When, when uh, the people there from Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill came on board and they said, hey, why don't you come down here, do a couple of those Monday shows? I mean, what what better place to be, relaxing in the Keys, watching the games over the weekend, and then sitting there chewing the fat with Jimmy? It's so funny. Possibly. our buddy CJ, that is actually good friends with uh, Ken Jimmy's brother, uh, is down there. He's been down there for a while now. And I guess he caught the segment last week, and he was like, yeah, you guys are going to have a blast. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. He's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, it's amazing down here. It's going to be tremendous when you guys get down here. I'm like, all right, I'm, I was already excited, but you're getting me really stoked. Oh, it was one of those things uh, where I'm on the phone with the people from Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill as uh, this deal was being consummated. Uh, my friend, uh, you know, Tommy Fox involved there. He knows the people very, very well. And, of course, uh, John's brother is a chef there. Uh, John Jimmy and uh, Jimmy was actually in the background on the call there. Nice. I don't know that he knew that there was a conference call taking place that uh, was obligating <laughs> him uh, to become a sponsor of the show and be a guest on the show, but uh, you could hear him in the background going, hey, guys, what's going on? Oh, yeah, hey, John. <laughs> He's just a regular guy down That's there great. in Keys, though, and uh, a legend, and I like the fact that he owns all of Key Largo now, Jimmy Johnson, so looking very much forward to that. We'll talk to John later on on the program. He's with us every Monday. From 9 to 10, Dateline Dolphins there. There was some Dolphin news. I heard Manny Munoz leading with that in the sportscast. Yes, sir. Is that the most exciting thing that's happened in NFL football? Jerome Baker agreeing to a three-year, $39 million contract extension, according to agent Drew Rowisenhouse. And the deal includes $28.4 million in guaranteed money. Jerome Baker getting recognition from the Miami Dolphins and a little financial reward going along with it. All right, we're coming back with more in a moment. It's a Peel Yourself Off the Mat Monday, the ALT Defoe Show, brought to you by Altitude International, Altitude Simulation Chambers, many other things happening with the company. Check them out at altitude-international.com. By the way, the gambling gourmet, a good luck charm, huh? Okay. This is nice to see. Okay. He takes his bunny to Shamuja, one of his fine sponsors on the nice. gambling gourmet segment. And uh, this is a tradition now where uh, he, he always uh, dines with this guy before this uh, player enters a poker tournament. Uh, so now, and this involves Tropical Acres, our good friend Jack Studiali. And uh, he goes and buys some steaks uh, from Tropical Acres. Uh, they have that deal where they uh, sell you the steaks uh, and they Already cut them game. and, you know, they have the whole thing going on. And so he picks up a couple of steaks, grills them for this guy for their uh, pre-tournament meal. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes out and wins 200000 in the Tampa Poker Oh, jeez, two hundred grand. 200000 Oh, my God. Took down over the weekend. How about that? That's a nice little. We need to go eat more with mayo. <laughs> Gambling gourmet, man. Good luck charm, this kid. All right. Well, we might uh, feature uh, that gentleman on the show on Friday when uh, Mike nice. Mayo joins us for the Gambling Gourmet Doing segment. All right. Uh, back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 7.52. Connect our listeners to your business and deliver results. In fact, Advertising Age stated that radio delivers an ROI double that of even the best results from digital or TV media. Go to iHeartMiamiAdvertising.com. Besides our actual team, our fans suck. We're back with Defoe and the Boys. It's now time for The Defoe Show. 
Kicking ro- just getting rolling here on Appeal Yourself Off the Mat Monday, the ALT Depot Show on 940 Wins, 1230 The Zone, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz. You can dial us up at 866-801-0940 if you'd like to get in on the program. Uh, later on, we're going to go uh, Dateline Dolphins with John Kajemi, brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. That's in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll concentrate on the pigskin sport and talk football, NFL, and college football with the great John Kajemi. And also, we'll get some insight into this Jean Morant documentary from uh, one of our guests in the 8 o'clock hour as well. Later on this week, we'll dive into the U.S. Open. Looking very much forward, and I hope we make this connection with Hollywood's own Mike Donald. Wow, what a, I love great sports stories, Luby, and uh, this guy's got a terrific story. Uh, we'll get into that uh, throughout the week here and hopefully have Mike on the show as a prelude to the U.S. Open. Back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. I'm in the pool, by the way, Luby. I have to make my choices this week. Not going to be easy. Oh, the U.S. Open is this week. seven lists. What's that? Yeah, this week, this week starts at uh, Torrey Pines, San Diego. The 2021 U.S. Open. Big, big tournament. Uh, does John Rahm come back from that screw job that he got? I mean, you talk about like, losing in tough luck. He should. And, and annihilate the field. Uh, Brooks Kepka has a war going with Bryson DeChambeau. They hate each other. Does the does a pairing committee just put him out there on the, you know, grouping uh, early on and, and let him duke it out? That could be interesting. What about Dustin Johnson? He's been off lately. Does he rebound? Your boy Rory McIlroy, yeah, he's been up and down. Jordan Spieth been hot. It'll be very interesting. Or some nondescript European schmink at long odds. We'll see. We'll talk about that uh, throughout the week. Back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. What about Matsuyama? It's 8 o'clock. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.